Hey, what's up, everybody? Look, you and I both know that restrictive dieting, copious amounts of high-intensity exercise, and living like a social leper is no longer an acceptable approach to achieving and maintaining the body and health that you want for yourself and your family. We know this because we've been there. The good news is that we're here to show you that there's another way. The problem with how the fitness and health industry addresses obesity, or being overweight, or feeling like garbage is that all the experts tell you it's a food and exercise thing, when in reality, it's a mindset and prioritization thing. We spent nearly two decades in the trenches, learning, coaching, and perfecting real-world solutions to a real-world problem. Join us as we help connect people just like you with the information they need to live their best life possible. My name is Brian Sweeney. My wife, Jenny, and I will be your coaches on this journey. Welcome to the Amplify Network. There we are. How's it going? What's going on? What's up, yo? What's up? Um, we had a show ready for last week that we threw it in the garbage. I know. Yeah, I didn't like it. So we're we're off. We're it's been we've been jamming on Fit Human so much this month um, that some of the some of the routine stuff kind of got kicked in the pants. But um, last week we had a we did a show and it was like oh, I don't I don't think I like. That I one. know. And we did the whole thing and in the end of it we're like. No. No. This one is, this is a good um, topic today because uh, it's been coming up more and more and it's, we always pay attention to more things that affect us personally, right? So you're never going to be more motivated to do something until it affects you. Definitely. And um, because of COVID, um, I was off. I can't remember if we talked about this. Hopefully I didn't, hopefully this isn't the next time. Um. Annual physicals typically are in the spring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year was just behind. And I was like, you know what? I'm not as creeped out about COVID. So let me just go see if I can get in there. Hopefully the doctor's the doctor's office has the um, procedures down that you feel mm-hmm. comfortable going in there. Before COVID, when you had to go get a physical, it would be months before you could get in. Yep. And this was uh, just a couple of days. They're like, we can see you next week. Mm-hmm. So apparently they're hurting for business. But the um, it started a conversation because my numbers came back and... Um, I was, what's the word? Upset, in shock, in you were awe. flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted. And this, this, uh, every year they're fine. Yep. I don't have problems. <clears throat> but this year, um, uh, we got the digital version and, uh, it upset me so much. I did a live on Facebook about it. Yep. And I was like, look guys, you know, if, if you guys think that your health is okay, And I keep talking about genetics. Um, Genetics loads the gun. Your behaviors pulls the trigger. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a predisposition to end up a certain way. You're kind of in your code. You're going to die a certain way, Mm -hmm. right? You just have an expiration tag. You know, my model, the body I'm walking around with, it's got bad hearts. You know, there's a heart disease is a pretty big thing. And looking at the numbers, it just pissed me off that (laughs) they were worse in a couple areas. I'm like, that can't be. That can't be because, you know, I'm ridiculous with my food and yeah. ridiculous with my nutrition. Um, and you're funny because a lot of people think that what you look like is just kind of like easy work and, oh man, Brian, you know, you're built like you are because that's genetics, which is the polar no. opposite. And you really do 99.9% of your life work in an area that works for you with fitness and nutrition. Like 0.1%, I would say you're like naughty. I'm cocky about it. And, I know. And let me throw it out there. So yeah, when I did, and I, I, I was looking and trying to figure out where this thing fell apart. So my numbers came back and my cholesterol was too high and mm-hmm. my bad cholesterol was too high, which typically high cholesterol total, not really a big deal if you eat a lot of plants and seeds, you know, 
coconut oil and avocado oil and olive oil, that's going to raise your cholesterol. Of course. Cholesterol's not bad, right? So that's okay. And then besides, you're looking at your HDL, LDL ratios. There's all kinds of other stuff that goes in there. But um, here, I'll confess it. I'll confess it on the show. I was eating two egg yolks a day. I would have like chicken wings two or three times a month, mm-hmm. right? And we're talking three. Mm-hmm. I would eat three yep. chicken wings two or three times a month. Um, but other Some than red meat. Lots of bison, mm-hmm. you know. So red meat, animal-based, <clears throat> it, um, it wasn't outrageous. Mm-hmm. But when I did my physique competition, that kind of taught me I can tune up and tune down whenever I want. And I was like, well, why am I keeping all these foods out of my life if I can lose weight? Because remember, I was thinking weight. Of course. It's driven by appearance and weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I can turn it up, turn it down. I'll just might as well start integrating these things and see if I can bring it back. Because uh, there was an extended period of time I didn't do red meat. Yeah. And I didn't do egg yolks, um, egg yolks and, you yeah. know, and all that stuff was out. But just a tiny integration back into my life with some of the things that I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And things went sideways. And um, that had me talking to other people. And it's like, hey, look, I, I care about you. I'm sharing my story so that you do something. Yeah. I mean, I'm already on track. I've already started correcting. And, you know, I, I'll get my numbers down and I'll be obsessive about it. I guarantee um, you they're already down. <laughs> I hope so. Um, <laughs> but with the people that I care about, it's like, when's the last physical? Yeah. And you and I were cracking uh, before we started the show. There's all these opportunities for health awareness. But it seems like we're missing some of the basics. Yep. I agree. And it's what what I do love about what you and I have always done together is encouraged each other to take care of, like, I've encouraged you to take care of you. You've encouraged me to take care of me. And it's what I find fascinating with it is that we both take the caring from, you know, a position from the heart. So it's not a position of judgment where I think sometimes it can cross over, but it's like, Hey, honey, you know, when was your last physical? And I was like this and it's like, okay, well then it's time. Yeah. We, well, what's the driver? Because on the outside you had said it, you know, I, even myself was like, I'm going to fight the, I'm going to beat this heart disease thing because look at the way I'm living. Exactly. I know I had more information and this is kind of the theme of the show today. Mm -hmm. I had more information than my, my dad had. Yep. We got more information than his grandparents had, you know, so as the generations go down, you have more and more understanding about your genetic makeup, you know, what pulls, what makes things not work. And if you would have asked me before the physical, I was like, I'm golden. I just want it on record. Yes. Uh, you know, every year I go and I want to, I want to be able to track those trends. Yep. And it, part of the Facebook live, and this is where it's profound enough for you guys to hopefully take action on this. Um, the range, when they talk about blood work, um, you do, you do your blood work. When we talk range, it is a sample of the population as it is today. Correct. It doesn't mean it's the those numbers have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. As the population gets more overweight, more sedentary, bad food, the numbers change. Yeah. They shift, right? Um, so to be in range, it's not necessarily a good thing. Because right. all the way to the left is dead. All the way to the right, you're probably going to die. Mm-hmm. So you're, there's a there's an there's a drop off on the ends yep. and they're like, well, you're the median. You represent the median with everybody else. Well, we're in the fattest country in the world. I don't want to be in the middle of that pile. Exactly. So over the years, the doctor would just give me his blessings. Like everything's in line, mm-hmm. go. And I knew better. And now <laughs> after six, seven years of history, I can go back and look at these numbers. And it was like a staircase walking up. It's like, of, of course, this isn't a surprise. They've been going up for years, right. but over all that time I was within bounds no, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Now that I popped out of there, they're like, oh, dude, you need to change your diet. They should have said that shit two, three years ago. Yes, but you were in range. 
I was in range. <laughs> I was in there. I was in their acceptable boundaries. Right. And then the doctors turn on the, you know, they pull the fire alarm and they start doing all the crazy shit when your head pops up outside of that left and right boundary. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, you need to make some lifestyle changes. Yep. I was like, do you know what the hell I'm like already? What the hell lifestyle changes can I make? Yeah. It's impossible. And it's so funny because that's like, that's a legit question because <laughs> you, you are such a healthy person that it's like, wait a minute. What the shit do I have left to take out? Um, Air. <laughs> so for the longest time when I was doing uh, on the road coaching, coaching, so coaching coaches, um, we always talked about the nutrition piece and it was 10% from animal sourced fats. Yep. Um, I can't remember which study I got that from, but that's what I always taught. That's always where I went to. And it was like, hey, whatever your fat goals are for the day, keep 10% or below from animal based. Yep. Um, and that's what I used to practice, practice what I preached. And then I, a couple years went by and I was like, oh, that doesn't really apply, I guess, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm lean and I'm cut up and everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know um, some friends that we, we encourage them to go get your appointments yeah. and get the information because, hey, guys, if, if I thought I was good and I'm not and I would rather you had the information mm-hmm. and by being more educated, you're going to have a better understanding of what's going on with your body. Yeah. And this um, is the word parlay. It's a fancy word. Um, I went live in Fit Human Project about a lot of times you and I are point blank called out on what people believe our our purpose of owning the gym and stuff is because we want people to look fit. Yeah. And I had very briefly explained, you know, I get why that is the initial thought process of somebody. Because it's like, man, they just want us to look good. And it's like, that is the exact opposite. Yep. Like, that is such an awesome byproduct of knowing that you're taking care of yourself. So it's like you, like you said perfectly, if... of your fat in your day is coming from animal, something on the inside could be wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And you may from the outside look amazing or sort of amazing or whatever, but you go and you find out that there's something that could put you in the grave early. So genetics, baby. And then the crazy part is when you start to make those tweaks, they do just come on the outside too. I mean, we've taught so many friends and so many friends over the years that switched to diet and started exercising and they're now 10 years older, but they look 10 years younger, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all these things where it's like, from our perspective, we're like, we do everything that we tell you to do. You know, we test things, we try things, we fall off the wagon, so to speak. And like you were saying, you know, we start incorporating things like egg yolks, which was not around forever and all this stuff. But we do these things so that we have the education to let people know kind of this could also be you. You got to know. You have to know. <laughs> and this isn't, a, this isn't an attack on eggs. It's not an attack on no, fat. No, of course not. Eggs is another one of those things. They're, they're well, the greatest thing in the world and the worst. It's well, there, there was, all the time. Always remember, any, anything that you see, if it doesn't come from a, a specific medical journal or if mm-hmm. it doesn't come from some unbiased middle-of-the-road kind of a source. And even then, uh, special interests will fund that of research. Course. And they're like, hey, I'm going to fund your research. Hint, hint, better lead my way. Yep. But there was a while, <clears throat> eggs was, was that what they were calling the perfect food? Of course it was. And then... Um, and then it became the devil. Well, it came out that uh, people are like, 
oh, hey, you know, uh, if you eat cholesterol, you'll have heart disease. And it's like, okay, yes. you really pervert. And I can't remember the doctor's name that started that idea. That really perverts it because mm-hmm. you do need cholesterol in your diet. Mm-hmm. You do need animal fat in your diet. You do need healthy fats. So this is a necessary point. Of course. You cannot eat nine egg yolks a day and think <laughs> that your cholesterol is not going to show exactly. it, right? If you're keto and you haven't done a blood test in a while and you're doing keto right, your triglycerides and your cholesterol is going to be through the roof. Yes. And it's going to freak your doctor out, right? Yes. And they're going to, let's say, let's go to the extreme side. I'm going to put you on statin. Yeah. I'll put, you got problems producing cholesterol. You know, I'm going to get you out of here because doctors are not nutritionists. Mm-hmm. So you don't know um, what what you're going to get from them as guidance. Mm-hmm. So this isn't an attack on fat. It's not an attack on all this stuff. Yeah. And your numbers, Jen, um, you can eat the same foods that I eat and your numbers will look different. Yep. That's By the, the way, my blood it. work was awesome. Just putting it out it's there. She's younger. That's bullshit. <laughs> Shit, I'm, I'm even competitive with that. I basically got an A plus for anybody interested you know in, in wondering. You're not, you're not you're not the same category as me. <laughs> I'm an older range. Um, so, kind of what we're gonna devote the the show here to is um, I'm sh- we're sharing our stories so you guys know that, like Jen said, it's coming from a good place. Yes. Um, I'm gonna give one example. So, when I was in the military. I think this was, uh, I was in for a year or two. Um, I started to end up, I ended up with some, uh, pain in the abdomen. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, went to the doctor, we had a small little thing there on base where I was, um, showed up with the doctor. He's like, Hmm, I think I'm going to send you for a second opinion somewhere before I tell you something. And it's like, Oh, you know, uh, is everything okay? I just thought it was a strain. And, uh, the guy said, well, we're going to need more tests. And I don't want to scare you, but you know, I think this is cancer. Yep. And dude said that to me right point blank. I mean, where's your bedside, dude? Um, <laughs> what the fudge? And I was like, oh, well, okay. So I went to this uh, third world hospital on Belvoir called DeWitt Hospital. If any of you have been lucky enough to be there, um, it literally looked like it should have been in the middle of Mogadishu. Um, so I go up there and I'm traveling back and forth from uh, where I was stationed out in Warrington, Virginia, and uh, Belvoir. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And for two months, mm-hmm. I had more pokes, prods, blood drawn, blah, 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 back and forth. And everyone was like, yes, there's really cancer. We're going to move you up the line. We're going to move you up the line. And it was over and over and over. And I was just convinced I was done. Yep. All right? They haven't even really pulled the chain on the diagnosis yet. Do we need to take action? Do we have to do this? Do we have to do that? And finally, I, it was two months and a week later, um, I got put in front of somebody else. And this doctor, she does her thing, does her check, and she goes, you have a hernia. She goes, when do you want to operate? Yep. And I was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And from that point, the doctors scared me. Yep. I was terrified of going to the doctors because they didn't watch what came out of their mouth. And I was 19, 20 years old, so my experience in the, at the doctor was, you go to the doctor when you hurt, never else. Of course. So I grew up in my small town. Um, if it wasn't for a sports physical, I wasn't going out and getting physicals as a kid. It just didn't happen. Um, so now I had this pre, this, this conceived notion in my head that doctors are going to tell you bad things. Um, there was another one. This one's really great. So I got, um, I got, uh, sore throats a lot as a kid. We, we swam in a river, uh, up where I'm from a Crick. We called them Cricks, right? So it was, um, what was the name of that? Uh, French Crick, right? That was, so that's this little <laughs> dirty ass river that ran through my town when I was growing up. And uh, what we never knew back then was all the farms upstream were washing all their freaking cow turds and fertilizer into the river. So I got and all kinds of taking some mouthfuls. It's all, all good. kinds of ear infections and stuff growing up, and no one ever put it together. Well, when I get in the military, uh, same thing. Um, 
hey, doc, I got a sore throat. You know, I got some things going on here. And the guy was like, I don't want to alarm you, but, you know, you, people that have sore throats and their lymph nodes are swollen up, you know, that's that's AIDS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? This is, this is a not different doctor now. This is a different doctor. And I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, just letting you know that, you know, if you if this is persistent, you might want to get a blood check for, for AIDS. Yeah. And I was like, why would you think I have AIDS? He goes, well, are you... Uh, do you practice safe sex? I said, like, yeah. He's like, do you have homosexual encounters? I said, no. Then you're probably good. I said, what do you mean? Yeah. What are you talking about? You so there's some interesting So there's two doctors that made me regret going to the doctor. Yep. The whole point of this thing. We know people now that won't go because they're afraid. Yes. And it took me years to get over because mm-hmm. I used to have to tell my doctor point blank, if you see something wrong, I need you to be delicate in the way you tell me. Yeah. I need you to do a couple tests before you even suspect something else. Yep. And in those weird moments, um, I finally developed a relationship with a doctor that understands where I'm coming from. He understands my body, understands what I'm doing. And now, lockstep, I've got a decade's worth of results and data so that as I get older, mm-hmm. we can spot when things go wrong faster. Yeah. If you show up for your first physical at 55, 60 years old, there's no benchmark. I know. There's no history on you. Yeah. So he's going to make stupid assumptions and put you on freaking drugs. Yep. Your cholesterol's high, dude. We've got to do something about this right now. I know. What if you're naturally a high cholesterol person? Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't know unless you had the history. That's right. And I think one of the things that we talk about all the time is, so I'm somebody who, uh, nobody really likes going to the doctor, um, but... I always like, and especially now when all of the information, if you're getting good news, you get a little, you know, ding on your smartphone saying you've got an email from your doctor's office. And then in that moment, you know, you're okay. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've just been encouraging, you know, especially a woman, since I am one, is if you're not going to your female doctor and you're not getting mammograms and you're not doing just kind of the basis, you know, you're not going and finding out that your heart is healthy. The amazing thing about being a grown up <laughs> is you get the information and you actually get to decide what to do with it. So you finding out that you had higher cholesterol than you like, you could have easily said, I don't care. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, you know what? It could gradually go up. I don't care. But you made a decision as an adult to change things. Mm-hmm. If I went and I had, you know, a bad reading or my mammogram had come back kind of questionable or something, then I get to decide. So you've got women that's, it'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, you might have, what was the, um, the BRCA gene? Was that what it was? Yeah. Where it was like, yep, BRCA. It's a, you're, it's a, uh, it's a cancer gene. Exactly. So some women are finding out that they might have it and they're doing dramatic things. Mm-hmm. They're going and they're getting, full hysterectomies or they're going to get, you know, the mastectomy and they take the extreme, but it's their body and their choice. You also have people that probably find out they have it that are like, well, it's going to kill me anyway, so I don't care. But the, the amazing thing is, is that you get to pick, but you, you sometimes get really good news. Like you're okay, (laughs) you know, or you've got, yeah. Let's say you had a colonoscopy that read bad, but then your next one is perfect, and they say to you, "You know what? You're back on the normal schedule. We're not scared anymore." Yeah. 
you got you got to have the information. You've got to you got to yes. accept it with open arms. Yes. And it's freaky. And it's, it is and freaky. It's scary. And if you haven't been to the doctor in two, three, five, ten years, yes. never been to the doctor. It's terrifying. It is going to be freaking scary. But yes. get a baseline on you. Yes. There's no reason to die from heart disease. No. Nope. There's no reason to die from colon cancer. Nope. There's no reason to die from uh, prostate cancer. Yep. There's no reason to die from breast cancer. Yep. These are we we talk all the time about preventable disease. Um, if you conform a lifestyle, mm-hmm. the only thing that I'm sure of is that I don't have diabetes. I mean, right. God knows what the next physical is going to say. Exactly. But those things are 100% within your control. Yes. What the doctor is going to tell you about cancer one, cancer two, cancer three, heart disease, blah, blah, blah. You cannot control them. You can just fight them. Correct. You're going to, if it's in your DNA to, to evolve in that direction, you're going to. Yes. Um, but why would you give it up so easy? Yeah. Why would you play the blind blind man Marco Polo game with your health where you're just like I'm going to pretend I don't know nothing I'm going to mm-hmm. pretend everything's okay and then when it does hit you're done it's stage four whatever yeah don't be stupid I know I just if if I could do anything for all of you stupid it would just nice it was I would just encourage you to go like if you haven't gotten a physical and you're not going because you don't want the doctor to say things you already know about yourself like If you know you've got, let's say, 50 pounds to lose, like you know it's 50 to be healthy, well, then you already know. So the doctor telling you he or she is just a person like you. (laughs) So they're just simply repeating what you already know. But You would hope that your doctor would tell you something nice like you're overweight versus you have cancer. Exactly. But like... And you don't. If you just... (laughs) I still can't. I don't think I'll ever get over that. I didn't even know you then. But... If you just find out the information, you know, people go, some of the best stories you hear of people that are like, you know, my head's been hurting. I definitely have like a tumor or something. And they go to the doctor and they find out that their eyesight is going. They get glasses and their headaches are gone. Yeah. Like there's just so many. It feels like doctors are quacks. Yeah. And, you know, when it's, um, I fight the medical community because I don't believe that their go-to should always be in a pill. I don't think it should always be a bottle. I think that um, putting old people on a protocol of stay sedentary, stop moving, take these pills is is worse than death itself right. because now you're deteriorating, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, uh, last year, um, we, typically it's the f- fall. When did we push the uh, Know Your Numbers Challenge? Uh, it was, was it springtime. Spring. Mm-hmm. So, we used to give out T-shirts. If you had a physical, we would just send you a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, and the idea was go and find just out. Find out. Um, oddly enough, so I was like, well, there's got to be a go get your physical day. And I found this calendar that's like, a, it was the 2020 health calendar. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not on there. Oh. There is no day to go get your, I mean, there's every other thing in the, you can imagine. There's, there's as no many physical. of, there's nothing for physical. There's National Physical Therapy Month, but there's no go get your damn physical day. I don't even know if there's like a National Blood Work Day. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there's just, no, there's no Blood Work Day either. Um, there's a great book that I was introduced to a couple years back by James LaValle. Jim LaValle? Um, James LaValle, or LaValle, I guess, depending on how you pronounce it. Your Blood Never Lies, and it's a it's a great manual on understanding how to read and understand your blood panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also goes a step further on helping you do things to correct what you might find in that blood panel. Mm-hmm. gets into your uh, liver process, your kidney processes, your blood sugar, your A1C. Um, and it's great information to have because, I mean, God forbid, 
people understand the features on their Audi like it's nobody's business, but they don't understand their own internal mechanisms and what's going on because cause it's boring. Right? It is and, boring. And nobody wants to know, unless you're me. And I, I, I eat that shit up. I know um, you love it. I do love it. I'm like, what's this? Um, Good. <laughs> so the book is a great reference. Um, if you happen to want to understand things instead of waiting for your doctor to tell you when you're good or when you're bad, mm-hmm. you want to be able to go to them and be armed with it, you know, and, and understand. Like, hey, doc, over the last couple of years, I've noticed that my things are going up here. Can we do another test? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other blood work tests that you can do to find out how the cells cells are sticky. You can find out exactly, you know, whether or not they're moving the way they're supposed to. So those base numbers are really a guide. The lipid panel mm-hmm. is um, it's great information, but there could be more about you that that doesn't tell you. Mm-hmm. And don't look at those results as just a set and forget. I did my numbers. I'm alive. I'm going to be alive tomorrow. I'll worry about it next year. Right. Um, and the goal is to live a long, vital life. Yes. And the, you have to look at the blood to be able to find that out. Mm-hmm. Get your mammograms and get all your, you know. know, your your old person tests. That's, but I... Old people tests? If I can just, like, just encourage and... OPT. Like, things like, you know, all the testing that we have done, you're uncomfortable for what? Like, I know for the women's test, the mammogram... Counting the time I walked in the door, I was in and out in 15 minutes. That's 15 minutes of my year. Mm. You know, the lovely OBGYN and all of them. Mm, maybe 20 minutes based sure. on a conversation with your doctor. Yep. That's 20. So 35 minutes of a year, I find out that there are two huge areas in my life that I can give myself a high five over that yep. I'm okay. Yep, yep, yep. Physical. I think mine was 20 minutes. Again, based on, I like to talk to, we have a great doctor, but I like to talk to him. So less than one hour of one year, you find out you're okay or you find out because you go consistently that something might not be okay and you can make the change then. You spend more time getting your oil changed in your car. Yes. Yes. Yep. Cool. Well, that, so that was today's show guys is, um, preventative care since it yeah. doesn't look like there's a oh, just a, a <laughs> there's no awareness uh, event throughout the year that just says take 20 minutes and go get your baseline health done mm-hmm. all the other stuff's important of course but go get your blood work let your doctor check you out up and down you know yes. um, and just be be smart We're, you're doing so much work trying to conform your life with your nutrition and your fitness mm-hmm. that you know and it's it's technically out of bounds. I don't know many trainers that actually talk about blood work. You know, mm-hmm. show me your blood work type stuff. Um, we try to do it because we do recognize that it is from health is from the inside out. Yes. If you're just relying on your external appearance, this was the lesson I wanted to share. You are not grandfathered into the good category because your shit could be creeping up on you. You don't know it. Absolutely. You can't feel bad cholesterol. Yeah. You can't feel. Eh, yeah, I guess you can blood sugar. You can feel that. That won't feel. You'll feel off. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of things, guys, that's just within your grasp. Yeah. Um, to, and to get the knowledge that you need. Yeah. And once you're armed with the information, you get to decide what to do. That's right. You can make fun of him or you can make your lifestyle choices. Absolutely. And I got some bad news for you. If you can't face the fact that you know that they're going to ball you out about your weight and your blood, then you got to grow up a little bit. Yes. I'm sorry. I mean, I say put your big girl panties on tough love, but Mm -hmm. if you're not going in because you don't want to hear the doctor tell you you're overweight, you got a, you got a bigger problem, but you already know, you You know, you are, if you're saying they're going (laughs) to tell me, then you already know. So it's not going to one person saying it. Yeah. You know, so... It's true put, whether the doctor says it or not. Put on your big girl pants, your big boy pants, go in and realize that 
tomorrow when you get those results back, you can change your life for the better. We're already talking too long. So the other thing, have you, if you noticed some doctors now, I get frustrated as a gym guy when people don't follow protocols and meal plans. And when they don't, when they don't do their stuff, it, I take it personally. It's like, what am I not doing to get that person? The freaking doctor can't get you to change your life. What the, what chances are there of a fitness professional getting you to really look at your health differently than your damn doctor? Who's that's his profession is to keep you alive. And you're like, eh, I'm not, I don't know why I hear what that dude's saying. So the doctors, you know now, that's why they're so quick. They're brief. They're like, here's your stuff. Here's your numbers. See you next year. <laughs> he might not do anything. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You're not going to do anything anyway, so what will I tell you? I'm going to yeah. start a competition to see who listens to me more than who listens to you. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. I'll be like, my people were perfect. <laughs> Whatever. All right, guys. So take this to heart. Do something. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. That way uh, you guys are around for them longer. Exactly. And they're not going to be limping you off to an old folks home because you don't know which day of the week it is anymore. Yeah. Sweet. All right, y'all. See you on the next one. All right. Later. Bye.